0: Now let's get to work. Hey, Lisa, thanks for joining me today. Excited to be here. Yes, me too. Okay, we're going to jump right into the questions. So I was reading your bio and all about your book and and everything that I could find about you on the internet. And I want to talk mostly about the experience that women have in business, because I know that is a topic that's near and dear to your heart. I distinctly remember when I was young in my career an experience that an experience where I was reported for being too straightforward and it really changed my professional career at the beginning because I was reported by another woman a female manager and I was like, you know, what is this? We're supposed to be standing up for ourselves and for each other. And it it just changed the way that I functioned in my professional life. And I think a lot of women are taught to be quieter or softer. I mean, in our everyday lives, but at work, especially tell me about your experience and what drives you to, you know, speak on and write about this topic.
1: Yeah. Well, I spent my whole life as a good girl and I (laughs) got straight A's. I won gold medals as a gymnast. I got into Ivy league. I went to Wall Street, got a nice hedge fund job. And, you know, I was really climbing this ladder of achievement that society had set for me. And I realized pretty quickly that the external success that I was achieving was not translating to internal enoughness. And I constantly still felt like I wasn't good enough. I wasn't smart enough. I wasn't successful enough. And then that narrative got even stronger as i entered the corporate world especially on wall street where i was a young woman of color and surrounded by men with a certain level of confidence that i just did not understand where it came from because <laughs> they had achieved half of what i had achieved mm-hmm. and i think it was this feeling that i had to continue even though that i had achieved all these things that In order to be accepted, I had to play small. I had to be polite. I had to be pleasing. I had to be obedient. I had to work hard. And this is all part of the messaging that is indoctrinated within us through what I call good girl brainwashing. And good girl brainwashing are the societal and media messages that train women to stay silent and small and subordinate in order to be accepted by the status quo. And so, as a society, we as women and men, like women are trained to be like this and men are trained to see any woman who steps out of line from that as a bitch. Mm -hmm. And the word bitch is a very loaded term because it's been turned into a negative. It's used to describe a woman who is straightforward, assertive. She's seen as cold, you know, she's seen as selfish. But in reality, what that actually is, is a woman who knows what she wants, who is unwilling to deal with disrespect, who walks away when she's not valued and not afraid to speak her mind when she's not receiving the worth that she knows that she deserves. And so the fact that we are called bitches or labeled as something negative is really using that word to weaponize our power against us. Mm -hmm. And so part of why I do my work and why I started the bad bitch empire, why I wrote the bad bitch business Bible is to reclaim that word bitch, to reclaim our power and actually embrace being a bad bitch, which is a woman I, who, uh, which is the, I define a bad bitch as a woman who takes charge of her body, her boundaries and her bank account.
0: I love that. Okay. I mean, you just touched on so many different things. And I've always been an achiever myself and have struggled to kind of get away from that. And especially COVID was interesting for me. And I think a lot of achievers because it was like the things that we are told are the things that you should be reaching for, right? Be it the awards, the accolades, the grades, the good jobs, the schools don't necessarily make us happy but we're definitely taught to please others over ourselves and i think there's a piece of that that goes with motherhood too where you're taught that it's selfish to you know to be yourself and to take care of yourself instead of or i guess before you take care of others not instead of clearly what exactly are you talked about good girl brainwashing and in the summary for your book you talked about Good girl habits. What exactly are good girl habits?
1: Good girl habits are things that we're taught from a young age in order to be accepted. And it's things like perfectionism, people pleasing, staying silent, staying obedient, um, trying to be polite for the sake of being just politeness overall, um, sacrificing yourself for the sake of others. Not being too loud, not being too pushy, not stating directly what you want. So, all of that leads you to devalue yourself, to fear prioritizing yourself, to fear speaking up, to fear asserting your boundaries. And it creates this self sabotaging cycle, especially when you become a woman in the workplace, you know, in when you're trying to achieve bigger goals. And especially when you're in male dominated workplaces where honestly, most workplaces are still that Mm -hmm. and men have been taught the opposite, right? They, they've been told to just go for it. You know, it doesn't matter if you fall, get back up again. It's okay if you get rejected. And so there's even the sense of, because as women, we aren't taught to just go for it and it's okay. If we fail when we get rejection, because we've been taught to fear failure, fear not being perfect, fear not being liked, that rejection or that failure feels earth shattering to us, right? It feels like the end of the world. If someone doesn't like us, someone thinks we're selfish. If someone rejects us, doesn't think that we're good enough. Um, And so really it's that training, um, these habits that sabotage us long-term from actually feeling joy and fulfillment and purpose in our careers. When
0: did you figure out that you had all of these habits or maybe some of these habits? Like what was the turning point between figuring that out and then deciding to take next steps toward being a bad bitch?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I would have to say that it's really about the experience that I know all women experience and it is the small paper cuts. It is the gradual feeling of being overlooked undervalued, assumed as inferior, and it just wears down on you, right? There's, there's almost like, it's not one moment. It's a continuous cutting away at your self-worth and your respect. And until one day you just snap and you're like, wait a minute, (laughs) this is not how it works. And so there's, I think there's always that moment and that moment when a woman wakes up, And you have to wake up from this and feel a sense of true injustice for yourself, for other women. Like, it's not normal that women receive only 2% of all funding. It's not normal that the wage gap has not moved in 20 years. It's not normal that over 90% of Fortune 500 CEOs are men. Like, it is actually unnatural. And it's... I think it's like when you allow yourself to really feel anger, like at the injustice of like what's happening in the world. Like this is actually insane that we think it's normal that it is so out of balance, um, and tapping into that anger is something that also women have not allowed, been allowed to express. Right. So part of like, we're allowed as societally to be sad, right. To be frustrated, to be stressed and anxious. But a woman who is mad is labeled a crazy bitch, right? Mm-hmm. She's like, she's off her rocker. She's too emotional. But why is it that men can be angry? Right. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, he's just, that's his like rage. He's a man. And the the thing is, there was that moment when I really experienced, like I allowed my full body to experience rage. And I had never felt that until like five years ago. And I was like, wow, this is powerful. Um, And it's, it's, that's the moment when you start to realize like your insecurities or your self-judgments, those self-doubts, that does not serve you anymore because you have a greater duty to move the needle. If you have the gifts that were given to you with a voice, you know, freedom to express yourself, the intelligence to really think deeply and to share with an audience um, to or to even advocate for someone next to you like that is real power that women have. And when we tap into the, the full range of emotional depth that we have, which is deeper and greater than most men. Um, Mm. that is really when we start to feel our power. And I think that's when I shifted into bad bitch mode because I was like, you know, screw the guy who thinks I'm a bitch, screw the guy who like says I'm too assertive, like, or who, and by the way, and I think this is one thing that you really need to think about because really being a bad bitch is also about not caring about the opinions of the people who don't matter because too often you know we care about what do these people on social media think of me what does that guy think of me what is and it's it's like if you're not one paying me or two directly adding value to my life why should i care what you think of me And especially in this day and age where we're not supposed to be for everyone, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone has their tribe and the types of people who they really resonate with. And so you don't need to care about the haters, the naysayers, the people who are going to call you names because you're standing up for your values.
0: If you know you are in line with your values. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, that was like (laughs) A whole sermon. I loved that. <laughs> okay. I don't want to give away the whole book. So, would you have one or two tips? And then, of course, people can get the book and we'll talk about that in a minute. But do you have one or two tips on what women can do? So, they are realizing they have these habits, they are being picked at by society over and over again. And mm-hmm. then we get mad. And then what?
1: <laughs> you get mad. And then you figure out how to channel that rage into. Productive, creative output, purpose-driven, intentional output. Um, and because what we don't realize is that when you when you allow yourself to freely express your emotional range, there is that moment where you get to choose to create something passion like create passion from it or to create war. Mm-hmm. And honestly, the way our patriarchal society has been structured a lot of men who have had that anger have chosen war they've chosen competition they've chosen a zero sum system which and scarcity and that's when we think about like our whole capitalist structure, which is based on making people feel like they're not enough. Mm-hmm. They need to win the next award. They need the next job promotion. They need approval from you know the next millionaire, then billionaire, then whoever. Then you need a bigger house than the next guy, better car, whatever, it never ends, right? It's like, when is it ever enough? Um, and I think as women, we really have the power to think through how we channel our emotions. And, a, and I think a woman's natural place to go isn't to create war we want to create a better world for ourselves for our children for our families and there is a great metaphor that i remember around um it's like when men are given a system to create imagine imagine there's a forest right Men say, okay, we're going to build. We only want to focus on like the biggest, highest, tallest tree. Like that's the only tree that matters. And women are like, no, we need a whole forest. What about the soil? What about the wildlife? What about the sun? What about the birds? What are, Like the forest matters, right? And that's the type of that's the type of culture and system that women could create if we realized our power. Um, And so I think it's really about then choosing the values of collaboration, choosing the values of self-empowerment, choosing the values of, you know, intention and purpose that the way we want to build but it's it's really allowing yourself to dream bigger than you think is possible I call this and this is in the first chapter of the book your bad bitch dream and that's how do you visualize a dream where anything that you want could be possible and you start by asking what could go right instead of what could go wrong Um, and so I think yeah really it's just channeling that in, in the way that we, as women naturally will
0: channel it. Hmm. We talked about that exact quote on a podcast a couple of weeks ago. So you're <laughs> really bringing it all back around for everyone that hasn't checked out the podcast featuring Ike winter. Okay. So we're coming to the end of time. You said you, you mentioned a club. I want to hear about that. Yeah. And then your book is also coming out this year. Tell me when and where people can find it.
1: Yeah. So first, the Bad Bitch Empire Investor Club is our club where we train women on how to be confident angel investors to invest in high-growth female-led companies. And so every month, we give women access to female-led investment opportunities that are creating exponential impact in the world, whether in women's health, um, high-growth technology, in... uh, economic empowerment, sustainability. So they're all values that we care about. Um, and the biggest thing is really helping women make investments into the types of companies that align with their values. Um, and it's also where we get together as members to really talk through um, what are our victories, what are our commitments, what do we need help with? But it's it's at the end of the day about learning together, investing together, and growing together. And then um, The Bad Bitch Business Bible. Um, It's the 10 10 commandments to breaking free of good girl brainwashing and taking charge of your body, boundaries, and bank account. And it is coming out on September 26th. You can pre order it now at badbitchempire.com. And you can also listen to the Bad Bitch Empire podcast, which comes out every week to teach you how to take charge of your body, your boundaries, your bank account. And we talk all about investing and taking charge of different areas of your life so you can. Become the bad
0: bitch you always wanted to be. Love it. Love everything. I will be going to pre order immediately after this. Okay. I have one more question. Yes. We talked about lots of different things today, lots of topics. If listeners are walking away with one key takeaway, what is it? You do not need permission
1: to be powerful. And I always say that a woman steps into her full power. Not when she is finally given permission to do so, but when she realizes she never needed it in the first place.
0: Mm, And that is the word. Thank you everyone for listening today. And thank you so much, Lisa, for being here. I really appreciate it. If you got value out of this episode or you know someone who is interested in checking out the book, please share this with just one person to help us grow this podcast. And I'll talk to you next time. Thank you.